This is the punt return with Woot and Y. And it's all proudly brought to you by Reading the Play. The place to go for the winning edge. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Punt Return. I'm Josh Y. And as always, I'm joined by Mr. NFL from Reading the Play, the place you go for the winning edge on all sports and horse racing tips. Mr. NFL, how are we? Very well. Back in uh, back to reality, Josh. After um, a good holiday? Yeah, back, back from holidays and uh, back to get on the job and uh, put up some good numbers this week, mate. Hey, how are you been? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm uh, I'm dealing with a, a big hangover at the moment. Um, I had a, a work Christmas party uh, last night and I had to back up and work today, so I'm a little bit struggling, so um, I'm not going to na- make that as an excuse for if my picks are a little bit off this week, but um, I still have a good feeling about this week um, after last week's let down the Cleveland Browns uh, plus three against Green Bay really stung. You know, up up twenty one seven and then losing in overtime, um, not just to a field goal which would have been a great cover or, or a push to salvage the week, but uh, to give up a touchdown like that um, that that just really really stung. But um, some of the other plays, you know, you can't expect Blake Bortles to turn into Russell Wilson and and put up a, a stellar points. So that's hard to predict. So look, it was a rough week and. Uh, it, same with your your bet there. The Chiefs just settled for too many field goals, some drops and penalties on the goal line really, really hurt. Yeah, look, a lot of these games are on the knife's edge and, you know, with regard to results and then and, and wages and, you know, your selections going one way or another. And, you know, it's a, it only takes one blown play or a turnover and, you know, the, and it's out the window. And, you know, you just got to, you know, look forward and minimise the damage and, and, and just, you know... It, do some solid research and, and bounce back, and, and that's what we're going to do this week. Yeah, exactly. And look, it's been look that was week fourteen. The last time we had a losing week was week ten. So we've had, we've had three great weeks of really great results. Um, we've been on on a good run here on the punt return. So um, we've got to take the good with the bad. We've still got a, a winning record um, at the moment twenty seven seventeen and two, and and you're still seven six and and one for your tips here on the punt return. So still well out in front. Um, if you've been following all year long, uh, all right, week yeah, fifteen. Right. Week yep. fifteen. Uh, we're getting into into crunch time now. Uh, a couple more weeks, and then week seventeen will be interesting with teams all mathematically out on and what those lines will be. There's always some value there, but also got to tread very carefully. But what what do you like here uh, this week in week fifteen? Well, yeah, just just looking over the boards, it's it, it's a. Uh, I think the boogie's done a pretty good job framing these markets. You know, um, <laughs> with the loss of you know the 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 Wences and things oh. like that. You know, that's it, it, it's a terrible loss to the to the Eagles. the outcome of the playoffs and things yeah. like that. And I go back to Deshaun Watson as well. And you hate seeing the big marquee players go down. And you know, and then you got to treat warily and pick something good out of the, these cards. And look, I. I I think I've found a really good player. I've been really high on the, on the Vikings all year, and I think they still, even though they're giving up double digits, I think the loss will have stung them last week and um, against quality opposition in uh, the Panthers. And I, I just think they get back home against the Bengals side, which, you know, were insipid last week. You know, they, I couldn't think of another word, but um, yep. they were terrible against the Bears, and, you know, just it, it was hard to watch. Yeah, um, but look, well, like I said, I think the Vikings, you know, they've got all their, um, you know, big names on the field, and I just feel like they will bounce back and get in the winners' column, and I think they'll cover well against the Bengals side, which, you know, I think are definitely looking to the to the holidays, and you know, just running over the numbers, 
it's not even close. You know, on DVOA basis and ratings, you're looking at a, a six-ranked Vikings and a 23-ranked Bengals and all key areas, offense, defense, um, you know, that they cover off on the Bengals and, you know, just looking at yardage gain per uh, on average per game, you know, the Vikings just crush them in all respects there, running offense, rushing defense, passing defense, passing offense, and then, you know, they've had a tougher schedule too. So even to put up numbers like that uh, in comparison to the Bengals and yep. be that far ahead of them um, at, with a tougher schedule, it just adds merit to exactly what they've done this year, the Vikings. And, look, I really feel like um, it, it's a perfect spot. It's a perfect spot to, to, to make them the best bet. Yeah, exactly. And we, we've had some mixed results taking uh, double-digit favorites uh, on the show. You, you started off uh, quite strong, and then we, the Chargers sort of let us down a fortnight ago. But... Um, generally, it's it's yielded some good results for us, um, and it's a strange week here. Where, um, spoiler alert, I'm also picking the Vikings as one of my plays this week coming up on the show, and I'll I'll talk about a lot of that those numbers that you covered off um, there as well that I agree with. And it's a week where there's a couple of double digit favorites that you you might just have to play because some of the other ones it's just it's hard to really find as much value in it as opposed to some of the other lines. So it's, it's a tough week with the lines. Some of the totals are interesting as well, but um, I haven't touched on any of those this week. But I definitely, definitely agree with you here um, with the Vikings. Now with Wentz gone and Rogers back, they want that number one seed. Um, so, you know, this is a win, especially coming off that loss that they that they really want to get get in the wins column with the, and just sort of build off that momentum, off off that loss heading into the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's an important factor after the, after a loss away, coming home and yeah, getting a a, a poor team. I just think it's it's a you know a, a good mix of you know an opportunity for the Vikings to really sort of um, get back on track and, and show what they really matter. The, the loss last week wasn't a bad one though; they were behind for most of the game, but did show yeah. enough to get back uh, tied up late and then just you know blow it out you know with a couple of bad plays late. But yeah, just took yeah, Cam oh, being a superhero basically with the oh, with that amazing. freakish yeah. freakish run to close out the game. Yes, a slight, slight lean to the Panthers there also this week, just for those who are interested. Yeah, that, that could be a play from the ring play gang. So yep. I, I think they also get, uh, you know, a good form line there. They were home and face the Packers. So that's another thing to, to look at that maybe the, the, the admirer of, uh, listeners that you have, uh, want to go to war with me on the reading the play website and, you know, where we can find some good winners this week and, yep. you know, uh, well, like I said, mate, um, yeah, happy to bounce back this week. It's going to be a good week. Yeah, exactly. And I was about to say, uh, any 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 other plans from reading the play in the next coming weeks? I know the Big Bash um, is kicking off and all that sort of stuff. So I know you, you'll have your usual NFL plays, and then we've got uh, some college football bowl games um, starting up, uh, I think, in a couple of days. So there'll be a consistent flow of college games throughout the next three to four weeks as well. That's right. Yeah, that, that college is really ramping up until the, the big games uh, toward the end of the bowl season, and yep. can't wait for those. There's going to be some great matchups there, and you know our college guy he'll pick the eyes out of it and find the best plays for us. And like you said, um, BBL starts, and you know we've got great summer early bird subscriptions for the BBL, and heaps of fun there. Excellent every night. You basically got a game coming on. Yep. Uh, to watch and keep you occupied, and you know, you, if you're on that stuff, you know, you're just getting quality analysis as well. It's it's really good stuff. So, yep. um, yeah, and also a bit of a mix and match offers there with BBL A League and the horse racing. You really sort of mix it around and, and pick the eyes out of it and, and put together a subscription of your own. It okay. can really be a 
you know, excellent summer to be had. Exactly. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time, Mr. NFL, and uh, we'll uh, talk next week um, as we get into you know a week closer and closer and closer into the playoffs, and we'll hopefully we'll be talking about a great bounce-back win, and uh, we'll speak then. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Yeah, I think uh, we, we look positive, and yeah, I really feel it ramping up toward uh, the playoffs, and uh, yeah, it should be exciting, right? All right, big thanks to Mr. NFL from Reading the Play for joining the show. Um, I kind of gave away a spoiler while talking to him. Uh, I yeah, one of my plays. So I'm I'm going with another five this week in in Woot's absence again. So um, I'm now 27, 17, and two on the season. As I said at the top of the show, that the Browns just failing to cover in overtime, like not even just a field goal to let the touchdown go in. That was just a awful, awful blow. And then the underdog, we could have doubled down on the underdog um, if they just held on the Browns. But the the Cardinals lob for us at two dollars thirty five. So uh, not a bad week, two and three, and then an underdog. So you come out pretty even if you uh, follow all the tips here. But um, let's get into to week fifteen of my five players. I mentioned Cincinnati, uh, yeah, Minnesota minus ten and a half versus Cincinnati. Mister NFL's play, but uh, I'll, I'll just go in a little bit more detail here um, on the back of what he he said uh, so eloquently. Uh, Cincinnati, look, they're, they're just so banged up right now. A lot of injuries. And it showed last week they got blown out at home to Chicago. They allowed 482 yards to the Bears, who have often struggled to find yardage. Um, look, I doubt they'll be as injured this week, but you know they're, they're five and eight. Their season's lost. Like it, they're not going to be rushing players back that are injured um, for this game. So you'll see a lot of inactives in this game. Uh, the Vikings at home they allow 13.8 points per game in their six games at home this season, which is just an incredible feat. Uh, and the favoured team in this matchup is 4-0 and straight up and against the spread in the last four games. So whoever is the favourite in this matchup over the last four meetings has covered, um, which helps us a little bit. And then for the Vikings, look, we, we talked about them being gashed on the ground a little bit with, with Super Cam pulling off some freaky stuff. But the, the Vikings will face an anemic you know, Bengals rushing offence. They're second last in the NFL in yards on the ground. So um, that, that bodes well for the Vikings after giving up a rare lot of yards on the ground to, to the Panthers last week. But that's kind of the, the triple threat that the, the, the Panthers have with uh, CMC, Cam, and, and Jonathan Stewart. Uh, and then the Bengals, they've given up 56 points and 868 yards in their past two games. So it's not boding well at all for Cincinnati. And then Minnesota, they're 6-1 against the spread in their last seven games at home. So it's a bit of a fortress of late. So Minnesota, minus 10.5 versus Cincinnati, a definite play. Um, we've we've doubled up on that one, so I think that's a, a definitely a lock this week. My other place Thursday night football. Uh, so hopefully you are listening to this before the game, um, or you're you're teasing me because it's wrong after the result. Um, but I'm actually going to be a homer here, and I'm going to take my Colts plus two and a half um, at home to the Denver Broncos. So going into last week, the Broncos they were they were ranked last in DVOA, and they last by a significant margin in weighted DVOA, which gives sort of more weight to, hence weighted DVA, but it gives more consideration to how a team's performed recently as opposed to the entire season. So it factors in more your last few games, but blowing out Bryce Petty and shutting them out has shifted that a little bit, but they played Bryce Petty, and I'll talk about him in a minute um, as one of my other players, but that's really lopsided this matchup, and look, Denver are higher on, on DVOA, they're 29th, the Colts are 31st, but 
the difference between the two is is not that much at all. And I think that shutout loss has really affected the odds there, and it's it's put, made Denver favorite because of their defensive showing last week. And look, they were great, but it's Bryce Petty for a significant point in time, and you, you're a little bit different. You, you're you're on the road. Denver at zero six on the road this year including double-digit losses to the Bills and the Dolphins. And the Colts have played pretty well at home. They've had fourth-quarter leads in all of their games but one at home this season, and they've just blown them. Um, but it's always been very close games. So it's the second straight road game Denver's been favored, which is insane given that they haven't won or covered a road game uh, this season. That's correct. So dating back to last season, Denver is 0-8 against the spread in their last eight road road games, so they've got a great defense, but Trevor Simeon is terrible on the road. He's terrible. He's got a 57.8 passer rating away from mile high. That's not great. And then Indianapolis, 4-2 and two against the spread in their last six home games. And then Denver, they're 0-5 against the spread in their last five games when playing on the road against Indianapolis. So I'm taking the Colts, plus 2.5. Um, I kind of want to be wrong a little bit, because it means the Colts get a high draft pick, but uh, I do think that they can win this game um, at home, so outright. So they're also one of my on- underdog picks this week. I think they can win outright. Um, so they're currently 220 at William Hill right now to to win that game. I think there's some value there. Uh, definitely am going to uh, invest in that as well. Uh, looking at my third play here, and I touched on it uh, when mentioning Bryce Petty, and it's a rare. It's rare when you see me backing two double digit. Um, favorites in the in the same week, but this is the slate where we've got some really tough games that some, that are really tough to judge um, in terms of Detroit and and Chicago, um, L.A. and and Seattle, Green Bay and Carolina, um, the Eagles without Wentz. There's a lot of uncertainty in, in so many other games. So I know for certain that the, the Saints are really good and Bryce Petty is very bad. So taking the Saints minus fifteen and a half versus the Jets. Look, the Saints. And and primarily Sean Payton, they they let that game slip away last week, and they'll be ruining that loss. But that defeat kind of puts them in win now mode. Not that it, not that it, even if they won last week, that they wouldn't still be in a, in a winning mode because of the nature of the NFC South. But it's it, it's a lot more important that they win this game, and I don't think they see it as any threat to lose a game. But it is the NFL, and, and things happen. We saw it on Monday Night Football with the Dolphins beating the Patriots. But this is a, you know a get well game for. For New Orleans, I think this is a great game to lay the points. They've had a longer break since Thursday night football. That feels like forever ago. Um, so look, the Saints—they've got a quality defense that ranks 11th in points allowed this season. So I can't expect much scoring from the Jets, or even a point at all. They got shut out last week. Could they do it again? Um, I, I just—I just don't trust Bryce Petty. Uh, he's been pretty awful in his career so far, and they only managed six first downs last week. Six. So even with two touchdowns, I feel like we're still getting some value there. The, the Saints are one of the best teams in the league. And the Jets, now without Josh McCowan, and man, credit to him. What what a season by him. He, he's been unreal. He's been fun. He's made the Jets really fun to watch on offense, Real, really watchable, and, and just a really great effort from him. Um, and the Jets, they're 2-5 and five straight up in their last seven games against the Saints. And some also some good news for uh, for those backing the Saints. They're 5-0 and straight up in their last five games at home and 7-3 and in their last 10 games when they're favored by 10 points or more. And uh, Alvin Kamara is back in the lineup against the Jets' 27th-ranked run defense. So 
I definitely think New Orleans can cover the 15.5. All right, my uh, fourth play is San Fran, minus two against Tennessee. I've been really enjoying betting against Tennessee over the last few weeks. They're generally a really, really overrated team. They're bad. They're they're a bad football team. Uh, If you listen to the normal pod um, from uh, yesterday uh, with RJ Chow, we talk about the playoff pitcher, and I can see a scenario where the Titans lose the rest of their games and miss the playoffs entirely. Um, I think it would be better for the ASC if they're not in the playoffs because I just don't want to watch a game where they go to Foxborough or Heinz Field and just get the absolute bleep kicked out of them. Um, so I'm taking the I'm taking the uh, 49ers minus two here at home. Um, look, the teams couldn't be going in more opposite directions. The 49ers are on the up, and the Titans, despite having some hope, start of the year seem to be spiraling out of control in a different direction. And it's weird having the 49ers as favorites, but I'm going to continue to keep backing Jimmy Garoppolo until I can, you know, see otherwise. And it's, it's still under a field goal. It's still under that key number there of minus three. Um, and look, Tennessee, they've covered three of their past 10 games. And two of those are just fluky last minute covers that Derek Henry, like 75, which is fun to watch. It's a, it's a great, he's a great player. Um, given how fast he can get, given his weight, which is insane, but. Yeah, they're, they're the fluky last-minute covers. So I think San Fran, they're 3-1 and one straight up and against the spread across their last four games. Um, and they started 0-9 and nine straight up and 4-5 and five against the spread this year. So that, that's been a complete change of uh, their performance on the back of Jimmy Garoppolo's great play. Uh, and I just can't buy into this Tennessee team. When are we going to start having a conversation about Marcus Mariota? Everyone keeps talking about... Jameis Winston and, and Dak Prescott. We need to, we need to start talking about Marcus Mariota. They only managed 62 yards and three first downs in the second half against the Arizona Cardinals last week. They lost 12-7. That's that's not great. Uh, I think Tennessee are a bad team. San Fran will win. Uh, one thing I'm worried about: the Titans have done a pretty good job over the last two seasons of bouncing back from a loss. So they're eight and one straight up and seven and two against the spread in their last nine games coming off a loss. So that's interesting, but they've got to travel, you know, cross country a little bit back to San Fran here in an afternoon game. So I'm going to take San Fran minus two. The great Jimmy G, the the, the most handsome uh, quarterback from New England at the moment. You have to have to give the nudge to, to Jimmy at the moment, given Brady's aging a little bit. But, yeah, he's done a fantastic job on the field, and he's, a, he's fun to watch. San Fran's fun to watch. Marquise Goodwin and he... Have a really good combo, so um, I'm going to take the 49ers minus two. Uh, speaking of Tom Brady, I'm taking his team, the New England Patriots minus three, on the road against Pittsburgh. I think they win by double digits. To be frank, um, Brady has just owned this. It just it just doesn't. The Steelers D has never matched up well with how Belichick, McDaniel's, and Brady run their offense and run their their scheme and and how things work, and especially without Ryan Shazier. Um, I just can't see the Steelers stopping this this juggernaut New England offense. I know they didn't convert a third down last week, first time since '99. That's a blip in the radar. And now you're getting a better price on New England because of that loss. So um, you're getting a lot more a lot more value. So in nine regular season games versus the Steelers, Tom Brady has 24 touchdowns and three interceptions, which is insane. Pats have dominated this matchup in the Brady Belichick era, going ten and three straight up, and nine three and one against the spread. 
Includes four straight wins, three of those coming by double digits. There you go, that double digits again. And the Patriots have been great at rebounding after losses. They're 6-0 straight up and against the spread in their last six games following a loss, winning those games by an average of 10.5 points. There's that double digits again. The Pittsburgh D, they've taken their foot off the gas after starting the year very strong. They've allowed 28.7 points per game over the last three games. And that, one of those is to Brett Hunley, for, for crying out loud. That, that's insane. Um, and the Pats, they're averaging 404.6 yards per game on the road. Second best in the NFL. So the Steelers may be on, you know, on the field for a while and get very fatigued late in this game. And despite Le'Veon Bell's great season, the Pats are actually getting more contribution on the ground from their running backs. They rank 15th in the NFL in rushing. Steelers 23rd. So Brady's getting a lot more help um, overall from his running game. Everyone talks about Bell and Brown. That's and rightly so that they're fantastic. But um, you get Gronk back. You're getting a better contribution from your running backs and 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 the overall use of of your running backs. Um, and Chris Hogan, you know, got that first game after having some time on the sideline. Um, so I think they get their weapons back. The pay the Pats. You know, look, they'll leak some points and some yardages, but they. You know, they're a bend-don't-break defense. They rank six in points allowed, so they're doing fine despite giving up a lot of yards. So I think New England win this game comfortably. It'll get talked about all week, and everyone will sort of give the Steelers a chance, but I just don't think they have a chance. Uh, I may have egg on my face for saying exactly that, but I'm going to take the uh, the Pats, and I'm going to take a sneaky you know, minus 10 or minus 9.5. I, I think they win by double digits as well. So they're my five plays this week. Uh, so we've got, uh, let's start with Thursday Night Football, Indianapolis plus 2.5 versus Denver, Minnesota minus 10.5 versus Cincinnati, that's also Mr. NFL's play, New England minus 3 at Pittsburgh, San Francisco minus 2 versus Tennessee, and the New Orleans Saints minus 15.5 versus the Jets. For the three-leg multi, uh, obviously Minnesota minus 10.5 versus Cincinnati is definitely going to be uh, the first play given that we both picked it. Uh, I think this... The New England Patriots will be the second leg. I definitely think they'll win. I think they're a good play there at a dollar ninety-five for the for the minus three. And the last play, hmm, let's have a look here. I'm tempted to put the Colts in there because if it loses, then you can maybe reload with another one if you want to do that. So let's go with the uh, the Colts plus two and a half at a dollar ninety-five as well. So you're getting better value there a little bit. It's only four cents, but it all adds up. So you're getting a seven dollars and twenty six cents multi for those three legs. If the Colts if the Colts are unsuccess, unsuccessful, then uh, I think New Orleans minus fifteen and a half versus the Jets will be the way to go. Just do the uh, the, the uh, all uh, double digits uh, and and the Pats there for the multi in week fifteen. And repeating the underdogs this week: Indianapolis Colts two twenty. Uh, against the Broncos, and I don't mind the Cardinals uh, at two dollars eighty. Wasn't really sure about them as a line bet. I was going to potentially include them in my plays this week, but um, they've been kind of saucy. And Washington are starting to shut down players and 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 send people to IR as their season. So they've been ruled out of contention. Cardinals are somehow still alive in in this in wild NFC playoff race, albeit reliant on so many other results, but still technically alive and have been somewhat decent over the last month. So um, and they they hit for us last week. So two dollars eighty for them against the Redskins. So they're the two underdog plays. And uh, everybody, good luck in week sixteen, uh, week fifteen, and we'll be back for week sixteen. 
has been the punt return. Don't forget to check out beatingtheplay.com to get the winning edge on all sports and racing. You can also check out all bets mentioned on today's podcast online at wootandwhy.com. And make sure to follow each of the boys on Twitter at thisiswoots and at jynfl. Or you can follow the podcast at wootandwhy. And as always, gamble responsibly.